What's up, guys? John Stacey here, your host of Thick, Strong, and Awkward, the podcast. Doing a little bit of a, a couple of special episodes you're going to be dropping right now. Um, Strength Center is a new YouTube channel show, kind of like um, analyst sports thing about strongman. Um, I'm shooting with Stephen Good and Derek Owens of Battle Axe Barbell, my new home gym here in Texas. And uh, yeah, we're going to be dropping some episodes weekly is the goal. We got the first two coming up for you today and tomorrow. Um, they're just going to be, you know, what's new in Strongman this week, comps we got coming up, amateur of the week highlights, stuff like that. There is a video component to it on my YouTube channel, Thick, Strong, and Awkward. Um, if you just type in Strength Center, it will come up. Um, otherwise, here's the audio and uh, hope you guys enjoy. Welcome to Strength Center. I'm John Stacy, and joined with Stephen Good and Derek Owens. Uh, so here today for our first segment, we are going to open up with Europe's Strongest Man. Uh, the most interesting thing I saw was a failed world record attempt by Iron Bibby. Stephen, what do you think? Uh, you know, I think a, a softer judge would have given it to him like they have in the past. So I was sure. happy to see that they... Uh, tighten things up, made the judging more strict because I know a lot of people were upset with some of his lockouts in the past. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it seemed to be the same case in this uh, log lift. His left arm just didn't seem to fully extend. So I was happy to see the sport kind of get more strict across the board in that Absolutely. sense. Um, I know Luke went for it as well. He did a good job. It just, you know, he had a whole other competition to prepare for. So when mentally sure. you're like, ah, I can't give it him my all, I have to kind of save some. So that was there, and I know Bobby Thompson from America, he was there to uh, go for the American record as well, and I think he hurt himself on the 480-pound log as a yeah. abductor. Yeah, I saw that. It seemed like Bobby was having a pretty tough weekend altogether, really. He uh, had some issues at the airport, I think. Yeah, uh, lost lost his luggage, didn't have any of his equipment. Um, I think uh, Big Laws uh, and... Aunt Liz uh, oh, yeah. stepped in and helped him out. Uh, Derek, did you hear more about that? Yeah, all of uh, I saw his post. Bobby Thompson made a whole entire post about it, thanking uh, Laws and Giants Live in general for uh, supplying a wardrobe and helping him out throughout the way, though. But before we talk more about Bobby, I want to talk about, I didn't even realize, uh, Iron Bibby's last, he went for the axle. Do you think the axle makes a big difference than his log that he attempted this time? Do you think the judging was differently because he went from use, uh, he tried the he did the two seventeen with those soft elbows? Sure. Do you think the log made any difference in his lockout positioning, or do you think he's better at axle than log? Uh, in my personal opinion, I just think it came down to the judging because all both those lockouts look very similar to me. They yeah. both look soft. Uh, I think the Giants Live and the whole Strongman community heard the complaints. Mm-hmm. That everybody made online, and and they listened, and they yeah. and they tightened things he, up. I felt like that two seventeen he did went up faster than his. Att- what did he try two eighteen? He got two eighteen right on yes. the log. Yes, and then he failed the. He tried two twenty eight. Two twenty eight. That was like five oh seven. Yeah. This is kilograms, by the way. Yes. Two seventeen yeah. kilograms. <laughs> Freedom units. It's yeah. So he pounds. he got the axle <laughs> world record, but I don't. Well, then also it went it. up fast, but he had no uh, control over it at the time. No, as soon as it gets above his head, it's just shaking. He's just, I don't, 
to me. Ignore the fact that on his Axel World record, he failed his third attempt, and they just gave him a fourth for no reason. I didn't. I was not aware. On of that. the Axel, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I think that was post COVID too. Uh, they all wanted to get some more attention into the sport, sure. and they're like the crowd was literally cheering for him to give another attempt. Though I mean, yeah. you got to give the people what they want at the end, but. He didn't lock that out. If we're being completely honest, though, it's fair judging this past uh, this past weekend at Europe's strongest, though. So. Absolutely, yeah. Way I, to redeem yourself, Giants life. Very true. And and is my an Iron BB Iron BB is a very very strong person. Absolutely, I can't take Definitely. anything away. He's no. statically strong. I just wish that he would compete. Yeah. Actually, compete, and not just show up for records. I mean, yeah. if you just want to show up and do a couple of lifts and be statically strong, that's what powerlifting's for. <laughs> So who uh, who made the finals or the top three podium in uh, world or yeah Europe's strongest man? Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know it was a tight race, especially the uh, one and two. You had um, Alexei Novikov from Ukraine; he got fifty two points. Luke uh, Stolman got uh, forty eight, and uh, Konstantin Janasha got thirty eight point five points. Okay. It really uh, Luke looked really really strong all through. His Absolutely. deadlift came along; he got fifth on the deadlift, which is huge for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just had some clumsy moments. You know, the power stairs threw him off. The ch- uh, the chain drag, you know, he just double-checked to make sure it was hooked. And I know that's half a second to a second, but if you look, there was only two seconds between the top sure, four guys in that that's chain. That's the difference in the world. Yeah. Uh, then it came down to the stones, and I, I don't know if there's a tire race that's ever happened in stones. <laughs> 20.3 for Alexei Novikov, 20.4 uh, for Luke Stallman. Wow. But Luke handled it like a true professional. He was the first one to congratulate him. There was no – he didn't take a second to hang his head. He went over, hugged him, told him, great job. Luke, Luke is definitely he's a gym in the sport guy. right now. Yeah, yeah he's absolutely. definitely the energy that kind of re- reflects why I even got into Strongman. And sure. seeing, seeing uh, Luke at the Arnold, too, a couple weeks ago, too, you could just see it the entire time. He was happy. He was smiling. just hanging out the whole time. He even stayed after to uh, meet some of the fans and stuff. So, really good That's guy. Great. As great as Alexi and Luke were – where was Tom? I, yeah, who knows? I mean, he didn't show up. Um, I haven't seen any posts about an injury or any reason for him not to be there. It's not like he needs to prove anything, though, but we Very still true. want to see it, though. Yeah, he's probably I mean, he tired. He did absolutely though. crush it in Britain's Strongest Man. I and mean, he's World's Strongest Man last year. Yeah. I mean, talk about a tight stone race was Tom and Brian <laughs> Shaw in the finals for the first and second place. Absolutely. You think Brian's got another one in him? No. No? no Brian Shaw? Yeah. Any more uh, titles? Man titles? No, no, not at all, dude. I think he, I think he should have uh, hung up the hat a while ago. But I think he's waiting for his wow. entrepreneurial. I mean, he just got second. It's not like he's. It's not second like in what? Second at world's strongest man. What year? Last year. Yeah, I know. What about the year before? He took fifth. I know, but okay. if we want to look at the lineup of last year too, as well, we didn't have some of the stacked competitors that were in the year before. I'm just saying you, okay. you're thinking that he's hurting his reputation. I, I don't. I he's don't still think he's him. hurting his reputation. I think, man, if you how long he's been competing for twenty years, <sighs> he has. Yeah, I, I, I'm the type of person that likes to go out when I'm at top. When I'm at the top. So if he wins this year, definitely retire. Brian. You think he's going to win? I think this. I think he's got a good chance this year. You heard it, folks. I think he's got a good chance this year, and if he wins it this year, that's it. All right, here's a poll at the top of your screen, guys. Let's put some money on Brian Shaw. In a podium finish. I don't even. I don't. No, 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 no. I don't even think he's going to. I know he's going to podium this year. I don't think he's going to podium at all. You don't think he's going to podium? I don't think Brian Shaw. He's going to podium 100%, and I think he's got a better chance of winning this year than any other year because I think he knows this is his year. 
I think he's too watered down. He's got all these other projects going on. He does have a lot going on. He's building warehouses and gyms and holding competitions. He's turned into a great businessman. He's really still not that great in front of a camera, though. But uh, (laughs) well, neither are we. Right. Anyways, we all need uh, some work. I guess. Yeah. Right. Great. Still stronger than I'm ever going to be, though. But. All right. Anyways, nobody cares about my opinion. Pull up and you tell us what you think. I'm only 200 pound man. To Europe's strongest man. Last thing I want to touch on is Novikov and how Mm. well he's performing with all the pressure he's under right now. It's I can't imagine what he's going through. I've seen interviews where he's saying that uh, that he feels guilty that he gets to go to these competitions where he gets to be safe momentarily while his friends and family are at home going through the turmoil that's happening in Ukraine. Uh, and he's also getting only, he's very limited in his training. He's only getting to train two, two days a week for strongman and the rest of it spent, uh, training as a soldier. And I think everyone's seen the clips of that. It's, you know, I'm not saying he's on his front, on the front lines and I I don't think he should be. I think he needs to be the morale for that country. Don't you agree? Yeah, definitely. No, he's, uh, he's, he's definitely representing the country the way he needs to. Yes. I don't think a person like that needs to be at the front lines. He definitely is helping the. The country as a whole, more than anything. So, Absolutely. from what I can see, and especially in like, it's different because I've I've seen stories of where we have NFL players that leave the NFL to go join our army and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But we are a much larger country than you. They're they're a second world country too, as well. We're a first world, so yeah. it's crazy the just what they have to go through going against uh, Mother Russia. Sure. Don't get me wrong. I think if the the fighting was at his front door, he's not going anywhere. Right. But I think he served his country better by going out, winning these competitions, yeah. bringing attention to Ukraine, and I think he's bringing home his prize money and helping say, out yeah. the country. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Arnold upped his prize money for winning the Arnold, and uh, as far as I know, he donated all of that to uh, the war effort. Or in the he's in. I think he's in the, the still working through that money he got. Exactly. I don't think he dumped it all at once though. Okay. He's slowly, sure. from what I've seen, it's uh, he's slowly pumping out more money we'll, into we'll equipment. Because of that, the selflessness of you, the courage that you show, I just want you to know that we're going to avoid another regular cash price as the second place winner, but we avoid the same cash price that the winner gets so that you can donate that money for bond lines when you go back, okay? So, our next segment, we're going to talk a little bit more, not quite amateur, but somewhere in between, with OSG Regionals. Uh, Our own Derek Owens is actually running the Southwest Regional in Houston, Texas. Tell us about that, Derek. Yeah, uh, Regional System, for anybody who doesn't know, uh, we're going to... I've gotten the opportunity to work with OSG. We're expanding OSG and making it more inclusive. Um, Basically, what the Regionals is going to do is not only is... It giving uh, allowing another opportunity outside of the online qualifiers that it has traditionally been there. We're now having an in person competition with some cash incentives, so that's really really big, a uh, little different. It's not like it's going to be able to pay for your next month's rent or anything like that, though. But of course, uh, traveling isn't free, and for anybody who's competed or traveled before, it it can really add up, though. So what we're doing with the regional system is the first three podium finish, the, all the podium finishers of every single weight class that we have, the master all the lightweight, all the women, all the men, um, they're all receiving their OSG invitation as well as it paid for for $200. Okay. Then the first place finishers of every single class is going to be getting a $500 incentive for travel. So 
a nice little stipend on top of that. And so not only do you get um, the cash incentive and you get your invite to uh, OSG in person going against real competitors, Mm -hmm. you get the bragging rights. And that's something you can't really get on the online qualifier, though, because anything can happen. A lot of us, uh, I'm a little wary of the online qualifier myself and done that with different, um, not only OSG, though, but you don't know what other people are doing or how heavy they're sitting. That's the biggest thing is I know some dudes that compete in the 90 kg and they're just walking around like 220, 100 kilograms when they do their online qualifiers. And you can't do that competition. You still got to weigh in. So I'm excited to see what happens. That's something that that I don't. Want. I don't know how to say, it, but I'm I'm not jealous that you have to worry about that. Yeah, don't worry about a guy who's 250 pounds that's about yep. to cut all the way down. Nope. Yeah, I'm you, open. What it is is what it is. If you yeah. show up at 500 pounds to 300 pounds, it's all it's all under one yeah. weight class. It's a totally different world out there, though. But OSG um, and regional system that we're doing right now, it's it's something totally different. And this is the first year we're doing it. We're hitting the ground running though, so next year is going to be even bigger. So, uh, do you have a deadlift event in OSG? Oh, we do. Awesome. Are you going to allow? people to deadlift in their socks no <laughs> if you do any of my competitions you have to wear shoes i was shoes. unaware of this rule okay. yes, you know, yes. It's, it's a lot of the big time shows they they allow people to deadlift barefoot that's great it's i'm not running those shows <laughs> i think eddie hall's world record deadlift was done barefoot it I think was, was as it, well. all of them i guess it doesn't count in my eyes it doesn't count. <laughs> unless you wear shoes yeah you gotta wear shoes guys what classifies as a shoe can somebody just show up with those hospital shoes on what are hospital shoes? You know those little hairnets that yeah. go in? Yeah. Those aren't hospital. Those are surgery shoes. Surgery. Those are if you're going into surgery. Shoes is in the name, sir. Is yes. it? Yes. Those are socks. Those are Surgical bona fide socks. socks with bottoms on them. All right. All, all right. right. Fair enough. Wear shoes when you dead left or it doesn't count. Uh, so how about with those OSG regionals? I heard there was a like unified event across the board for all the regionals. Yeah, some we're doing um, this year. Hopefully, we're going to be doing every single year. We're having one um, consistent event in every single competition where the rules are the same, the weights are the same for every single weight class. In this way, so there's three different regionals, and the idea behind it is so – you do one regional, say someone's competing in Southwest and your friend's doing Northwest and they're in the exact same class, but you don't got, you guys don't get to compete against each other. So we're having the sandbag to shoulder ladder in this way. We're going to be able to see numbers across the board throughout the year. Sure. Not only um, do you get to see how well you do stacked up against your class at your competition, you get to see how well someone else did in the exact same event in the exact same format competition with the exact same people judging it. So on and so forth, though. So it's yeah. a it's a nice little flair. We're bringing more consistency to um, the the official strongman games and sure. the regional system. Yeah, a little bit more competitiveness to it as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I like that. It kind of takes because you know you have guys who say, "Oh, I deadlifted eight hundred pounds. Well, I deadlifted eight fifty. What kind of deadlift was it? What exactly, kind of bar was it? Exactly. What height was it?" And it brings some some of that because that's what the online qualifiers is like too, though. Because everyone in the online qualifiers is about three events. You do them in your sure. gym, but you could see what someone else is doing somewhere else, though. Mm-hmm. So it's a nice little um, add to the twist to see what people are capable of and how they want to stack up. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Uh, speaking of events for the OSG qualifiers, the my old home gym, Dungeon Strength RX in Tacoma, <laughs> Washington, is holding. Uh, the Northwest qualifier, and they threw out event one, the bench press event. Yeah. How do we feel about that, Stephen? Well, um, coming from a football background, I've had some experience with the 225 bench press, and if they use NFL rules where they give them about 20 warnings before they take away a rep, <laughs> I think you're going to see guys getting 45, 50 reps, sure. which is kind of ridiculous. 
But if they do strict calls, they make them lock their elbows out. They don't let any excessive <laughs> bouncing off the chest, stuff like that. I think you'll see some true, some true strength there, and you'll see like thirty-five, maybe, maybe forty. What reps. are your bets? You want to do some more bets? We got Brian Shaw in. What's the most reps you think you're going to see in the open class? Thirty-eight. 38. Okay. 38? 38. 38. So I did. The most, is that the most, or do you think that's an average? No, no, that will be the most. I think average would be 28. Open class, 30. Northwest, regionals, combined bench press. Stephen Good says 38. What about your weight class? How many do you think? 26 is my 26 class. is the, what you think they're going to cap 26. out at? at Touch I know down. that I'm good for 26. So you're talking I'm about sure. middleweights, right? So you're the best of the best is what you're saying. Well, I'm good for 26 with soft lockouts. Oh. <laughs> I read in the rules it's hard elbow lockouts. Yeah, there's going to be commands. there's going to be a press command and a down command. So, there is. Yes. Oh. Ooh. So ooh. I'm thinking. Yeah. I didn't know there was a press command. I kind of want to take back. I'm thinking people that are a little bit better than me are going to be handicapped with that a little I'm bit. I'm almost and, positive uh, here. Let me let me uh let me double we're gonna, check. We're gonna on fact that. check this, but yeah, if that's checking. the case, I'm gonna have to change my answer. Yeah, I was like, all right, we didn't look at Pushing the rules. 40 reps is what Steven thinks. I want to see him do that after this video. This <laughs> tell you what, if y'all give me some soft judging, I uh, I might could do it. Don't make me lock my left elbow up. <laughs> well, Derek's judging, and he doesn't let uh, socks on the deadlift platform. So I only bench barefoot. That's they weird. didn't specify, but I, in my meetings, in my meetings, uh, Ryan and them, the folks at Dungeon Strength, they did say they were going to. I guess they. Uh, the rules are simple: the bar must touch the chest, the elbows must straighten completely at the top, the butt must remain in contact with the bench. So I don't know. You want to change those numbers? Uh, See how strict they are. Okay, if it's an up and down command, I'm going to 32. If it's Rapid pace, they can get in a rhythm. I think we're going to see somebody at 40. Okay. What about my weight class? What do you think? Your weight class? 225, 90 kilograms. We got some freak benchers out there. Yeah. This this pounds. event might change it up for a lot of people. That's this, over body this might be a big advantage for some people that aren't like statically good at or not that great oh, with yeah. other strongman events. One. People are going to be steal fresh. Some There's some, this is yeah. going to really set apart some of the people that yeah. normally wouldn't be in the head. In you the know lead. what? You're right. I think there's some middleweights that could push the heavyweights and beat sure. them. You know, because the, maybe these workload capacity, the yeah, yeah absolutely. Those capacity, yeah. They could die out twenty five over that bar with those big ass chests. That's true. <laughs> What's the number? I'm thinking, man. I'm thinking we're gonna see some good, like twenty reps. Good, sure. a good solid rep, like twenty with two twenty five touching. Or, I feel like twenty is gonna be the the number that separates the the podium guys from the rest of the pack. Like, yeah, there's gonna be right. two guys entering that are gonna get ten, mm-hmm. and then you know you're gonna see the top of the top over twenty, maybe thirty. We'll see. Uh, okay, so I'm going to put a poll up, and you guys let us know how you feel about a bench press being introduced into Strongman again. Do you want to see more? Well, we, we kind of glossed over, but the women, 135. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah not that's funny. not going to be – that's not easy. That's not easy at all. I know I know. there's a lot of women out there that powerlift that can that can rep out 135 you know, pretty easily, but once they get into double, uh, double digits, who sure. knows? Mm. I don't think anybody's gone double digits. I've seen more finicky. I work with a lot of female clients and uh, any type of pressing, whether it's bench or overhead, there's like, there's that, there's that, it's that, that spot where it's, oh, this is easy. Then boom, it's way too much. And it could be just like one rep away. So okay, yeah, that sure. threshold, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Absolutely. I've seen a lot of, uh, a lot of the, my, my clients that I work with and uh, we can add five pounds of something and they can't even, they can't yeah. even budget at all though. So we'll see. It's going to be interesting. There are some women out there that I know could knock out some crazy numbers with 135, like Inez. 
Yeah. Or if uh, Nadia yeah. Nadia Nadia decided to come roll up into the the Northwest, so. Well, then that's uh Aaron Murray's home gym, and I know I've seen I've witnessed her bench like two hundred thirty five pounds. So one thirty five, wow. I don't know rep wise. Exactly, what. and that's the other yeah. thing about it though too is like yeah, you may be really statically strong, but what's your workload capacity like? Right. So yeah. it could be a totally different story. Somebody benching. Three three hundreds easily. Who knows what they could do with one thirty five? They get that so, lactic yeah. acid built up. Yeah, easy, and then, easy, yeah. and then everything just locks up. Yeah. I'm excited to see who who trains for it and who just thinks that a big bench number will take them take them there. And they Did, don't need to. You know what's even crazy? I just mentioned Nadia Starzo, but you know everybody is allowed to go to OSG um, in these regionals. I actually I I have some of the rosters, but yeah, it doesn't matter if you're already an established pro. Doesn't matter really? if you've won OSG. You can do this regional system. Because of the cash incentive. Hmm. Oh. So, okay. yeah, I actually know some fo- – um, CJ's doing my Southwest. Sure, yeah. He's doing the Southwest, and I'm pretty sure he's going after that uh, that stipend and that $200 uh, yeah, paid invite. Well, absolutely. Makes yeah, sense. Yeah, so anybody out there, if you're a pro and you just want to have a nice, uh, easy, easy uh, paid trip, this might uh, be the chance for you. Yeah, Man, awesome. I, I don't know. I don't care what – tier of straw man you're coming from i don't think this competition will be a breeze for anybody no no not at all i personally have some of my own clients that are that are really aiming towards this and they're gonna they're gonna give it their all so yeah yeah i don't think it's gonna be in a walkway for anybody though but there's this is a you don't have to qualify to compete in the regional system but there's nothing holding anyone back so brian shaw wanted to show up at the open class for the southwest and he can (laughs) hey Maybe if he didn't get the world's strongest man title next year, he'll yeah, win the OSG title. Yeah, sorry, you should have won. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can join the ranks of Zadrunas at OSG competing for world's strongest masters. Yeah, right. I'm pretty. Uh, all right, I take it back. I watched that Z, a big Z go, and I he went to the motion. Yeah. I think. No oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I, we all actually thought. I saw him there. I was like, oh, he's doing masters, and I was like, oh, he's doing masters. Like, come on. Yeah. He should have done the open class. Sure. I'm pretty sure he won that one too. Mm-hmm. So circling back a little bit to the bench, they're not allowing sleeves, which is interesting to me on yep. a lighter bench. However, it brings up another point in my opinion of should we allow deadlift suits at lower end competitions or amateur, I should say, not lower end. Uh, I am against them at an amateur level. Okay. Why? I, uh, I just, I think that's something that needs to be reserved for the pros. I think suits, uh, <laughs> once you get to a certain weight, I think, well, suits obviously help, but I think they also help protect you sure. with with more um, stability and and things of that nature. I just don't think they're necessary in the amateur ranks, and I think they give people false numbers sometimes. I honestly don't think they should be allowed at all in strongman. Really? I, I, I'm going to come in there and throw a wrench in the whole thing, and I don't think they should be allowed at all. I don't like them. Um, I, I just don't think they uh, – they, it's just not strongman. It's just it takes too much too much time to get set up, and mm-hmm. it's just my opinion. It needs to be a little more um, a little more caveman like though. But the same thing could be said about using straps. Yeah, but yeah, but um, that's just my opinion. I don't think it should be used. It takes too much time. It takes away from the actual thing, and I want to see more raw power instead of from a spectator standpoint. I agree. It, and, take and, way too long, and that's it. Because I'm not only am I an athlete, I'm a promoter, and Very I'm a true. spectator. I love yeah. I love watching strongman competitions. And when you're a promoter and you're a spectator, you don't like dealing with suits, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Unless you're a competitor who knows a suit's going to help them out a lot. Sure. And I'm a hypocrite. I used a I used a suit at Worlds because it was allowed though, and that was the only way I was going to be able to hang with those other dudes. In but, case yeah, you I didn't mean, think Derek was invalidating Thor and Eddie's deadlift more by the barefoot, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> shoes and suits. suits. 
I want to see it raw. They, they, there's a, there's an entire sport that is dedicated. Power lifting wouldn't even be around if it wasn't for sure. equipped lifting. So yeah. let's just leave it to them. Yeah. Leave it, leave it to the equipped lifting. Let's just get raw dog it. Throw an axle in there. I don't even care if you use straps. Just let's just see what it is. We already have an entire sport dedicated to suits. Sure. Okay. That's I I I think it, they don't need to be an amateur scene at all. I think they could be reserved for the pros. I don't think a 500k deadlift is possible without a suit. In this decade, at least. I know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> ah, gotcha. Promoters out there that are going to be watching this. And hopefully more spectators, though. But, yeah, if you've ever been a spectator at a show and you've had to deal with competitors getting ready for suits. And it, actually, Lynn Morehouse. Uh, when I was at Worlds, that was actually seamless. If you weren't yeah. ready with a suit on when it was time to go, you weren't going. Sure. That, that He is sadly the the rarity in the sport though, because a lot of other promoters don't push uh, their athletes in the back to be ready on time. Right. So what happens, everyone's waiting for the guy to put on his suit in the back and he's, yeah. he's, he's wiggling inside of it. He needs three people to help him. It's a whole freaking show. And, and they, and everyone stops for him too, because they want to see some big numbers. And right. like I said, it'd be easier if we just got rid of it. I'm not against the suits at the Arnold or at worlds, but I do completely agree with you. These guys need to be ready. I don't care if the yeah. suit's uncomfortable or not. That's just going to have to be part of it. Well, everybody's, crying about wanting to legitimize strongman not everybody but a lot of people are crying about wanting to legitimize strongman but they have zero uh professional like integrity for the sport yeah like they don't want to make it seamless they don't want to make it good for the spectators Mm -hmm. and we're seeing a lot of that and we're seeing a lot of folks that are trying to do those things Mm -hmm. and those shows seem to be coming out on top yeah true i mean the athletes don't don't like it at first but then they get the feedback and they oh this show was good oh yeah. i'm getting home at a reasonable time yeah yeah i made it home yeah. for dinner <laughs> i didn't have a chance to but um a muller he was in charge of leading the um the big techs the big techs you you had the chance of going to it i right? was there uh you actually competed, yeah, competed. so yes uh, let's let's talk about that i my personal opinion of the show i thought big techs did a phenomenal job sure Putting on the show. Yep. I thought more specifically, did. not to dog big text though, uh, but I think what they've done is um, they got aim, aim out there. I've known yeah. aim for a very long time. Uh, that's my first chance of, of I, getting to see I, him in action and, and getting to meet him, but he did a phenomenal job. This isn't a jab at anybody, but I haven't, he, he's been taking this very, very seriously the past couple of months and it hasn't gone unnoticed. And yep. um, I wasn't there though, like I said though, but I, I heard a lot of really good feedback from. He put on what seemed like a great show from an uh, athlete perspective. I had a blast. Um, he took care of me, too. You know, I uh, reached out to him and asked him if I was allowed to wear other grip shirts because I didn't have a USS grip shirt. Mm-hmm. He was like, hey, I got one for you and gave it to me the day of. Nice. Um, you know, he's, he's a really good dude, um, yeah. good promoter. We just wanted to see everybody do their best at the show. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, so good on Big mm-hmm. Tex for getting uh, AIM involved. I know he was working out of his uh, garage for a while. I think they just recently started working together, yeah. though. But uh, very, very excited to see him uh, – in the sport and being involved. Now, yeah, there was a lot of small details you you didn't see. You all the volunteers had had walkie talkies so they yeah. could talk to everybody in the yeah. back. They had a yeah, adding that area. sense of professionalism. It was really good. They I had used the, megaphones. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> yeah, we were completely secluded in the back as far as the athletes for the warm up area. Um, we were warming up out of sight, completely away from everybody, so that the show could go on without a hitch. And then uh, the really cool thing, like you said, the walkie talkies. There was a helper back there letting us know. Okay, yep. you know the girls' weight classes. This is going right now. You guys have about fifteen minutes. Whatever. They were on top of it, and that was great. Keeping us ready to go, like we were just talking about. So, um, there was, however, some controversy. And that's the end of the positives. (laughs) Before we dive into the controversy, Derek Owens would like us to 
pay credit to Quinn Ramosco. Big, big, uh, big upset. He's coming out of nowhere. It feels like. Obviously, this guy's been an athlete for a very long time, though. But he was at my uh, showdown, Battle Act Showdown, okay. um, a couple months ago, and he took away. I hope it wasn't my record, <laughs> but he set a new uh, Axel Clean and Press state record at 315 pounds at 175 pounds body weight. That wow. is 80 kilograms. So I thought he was just this was he just jumped onto the scene. He yeah. actually got third at 20, 2021. Strongman Corp Nationals. Wow, awesome! Okay. What? I guess he's just a quiet dude. Yeah, he has no little to no social media presence. Okay. Uh, so if you don't know him, going just go. You can look his name up on Instagram. He pulls right up. Quinn Ramosco. Go, go, give him some love. But he won Big Tex. He won Battle Axe, and in twenty twenty one, he got third at Nat at Nats. And really, that's, that's a pro it, card in any other class. Absolutely, and yeah. he could have. He did qualify for the Arnold. I'm not sure why he went didn't didn't go, but. You know, he. I've watched some of the videos uh, at Strongman, and he just made some rookie mistakes where he he actually could have won the whole thing. Really? I mean, he's wow. a legit competitor. Whatever he's doing this year is pretty amazing because I remember at the showdown he actually missed weigh-ins, and so he went almost twenty-four hours without any water, no food. Somehow hit weight, came back later that day for weigh-ins, made weigh-ins. I was there, watched it, weighed him in myself. Wow. Made weigh-ins, rehydrated, re replenished everything. Not only did he set a new Axel Clean and Press record at Showdown, he won it. He won it for his entire class. And then he comes in a couple months later, I think not even eight weeks. And he comes into the big techs and he just stop, he just walks around with fur. He had a 14-point lead. No, 13-point lead. From to the next person in second place. Did Daniel, he go five for five in that show? And um, I don't know exactly. Not skimming at the points right now. That's what it seems like. But he had a I mean, third. Yeah, he had a thirteen point spread from what wow. I can see right now. Thirteen I, points in second place was Daniel uh, Baldorama. He's he's a really good competitor as well. He's up and coming on, yeah. just on his own. Wow. Who else was there? Uh, Matt Matt Valentine was he there? Yep, he got third place. Yeah, so yeah I mean, we got Matt some... Valentine. If you don't know him, he's been a really good uh, competitor. Yeah, he's, he, he's come to your shows. He too. he also did uh, the showdown as well. He yeah. was there. He was there as well. He put up a really good fight, though. I but... mean, Quinn is going against some of the some of the top guys at one seventy five, and he is really proving himself. Yeah, so it was Quinn's competition. Not even going to lie, though. But yeah, after that, there's only the points were a lot tighter. Moving on to the other competitors in the uh, the one eighty one class, sure. the lightweight class. What about what about your heavyweight? Pro heavy. So, if you didn't know, the big text there was a heavyweight, and then there was a pro heavyweight. Yeah, actually, the USS. So there's a heavyweight, a super heavyweight, and a pro heavyweight. But uh, regardless, it was a uh, it was a fun class. The pro system in USS, I feel like it's still getting working the kinks out. Um, nice as, way to put it. That's very nice of you. <laughs> uh, well, as a competitor in the sport, I feel like I need to be <laughs> very nice of you, John. Um, so we actually had so for the USS Pro class, you have to have six people to qualify for the winner to get pro status and an invite to the uh, international pro show, which is actually going to be in Austin, the same place that Big Tex was um, at the same gym. Um, hmm. But uh, we had a dropout that morning. Never showed up. Didn't call nobody. So they took away our pro qualifier. So we had a last minute sign up of Arnold competitor Eric Carlson. So when I got there, they said. <laughs> Oh, we just got some random guy to do Not the show. The random guy was Eric then, Carlson. Yeah, and then he comes up to me and he's like, "Oh, I'm competing." I was like, "You're the random guy." Isn't he? A, he got a pro, he got his pro card at no, the end. He took fourth, fifth. He took fifth. Yes, yeah. he was so close. Yeah. Just one spot behind me. 
But uh, yeah, by no means is he a random competitor. Absolutely not. No, and, no. Uh, yeah, and he was. It, I, yeah, no. Eric was even telling me about it too uh, before and afterwards. How he was, he wasn't even training for three weeks after yeah. the Arnold until you rolled into this, though. So. No, he was still banged up from the Arnold, still trying to heal some wounds. Uh, so when he was like, "Yeah, I haven't touched a weight," I was like, "You're just going to jump into this." Pro show? These guys are not trying to make me feel good about myself because Eric actually turned out to beat me at this show. He took second. <laughs> <laughs> On a day that was supposed to be his deload. Yes. So, uh, he wore a deadlift suit for the first time, which was hilarious to watch. Yeah, he didn't wear it. He draped it over himself, and it was horrible to see. Eric, Atrocious. this is all great. You did everything wrong that you could have, and you still <laughs> wild everybody. Good hey, job, at the Eric. end of the day, though, we, I want to give Eric some credit. Though he didn't do this for himself. He did this. No. For, he did this for the sport. He, did, he, he did. didn't do this for any federation. Yeah. He didn't do this for any person. Though he did it for the sport. No, he, yeah. he, he, he saw the guys out. working really hard to get there. He saw you know you train, Dom train. He goes, I don't, I don't want to be the reason this is you know. I, I also think he just uh, he's got he's got some optimism in the sport and he wants to see it grow somehow. And uh, the best way to do that is is to have some faith in this new pro division. Don't know where this pro division will take you, though. Um, yeah, quote unquote. I don't even care. Shots fired well, or whatever so it is, though. But there was some more controversy after yes. two events into this. We actually had somebody get hurt. Um, they blew out their patella tendon on an 800 pound yoke for 100 feet. And a guy who was leading the competition. What was yes, his he name? was in first place by yes. like Max? nine points. Yes. What was his name? Uh, Austin. Austin Ham. Yes. Yep. They're right here. They kept him on here. Yeah. Yeah. He uh, he was in first place after two events, went into the yoke, blew out his patella tendon. And then we received word as athletes that because of that, uh, we were getting our pro status revoked as yeah. an option. I don't agree with that because I honestly think this is just me as a competitor and as a coach. But whenever you injure yourself in training, whether it be in the gym or at a competition, sure. I think that's a reflection of your athleticism. So I don't think that should disqualify anybody from receiving their points or making this this no. division whatsoever. Especially when he he actually completed one of the events. Right. I mean, he's in the he's it, in exactly. It. So that's what I'm yeah. saying. So whenever yeah. whenever you have a reflection and you see somebody hurt themselves, and it's because of maybe proper hydration was being lacking or maybe sure. some of the supplements they were taking was holding them back in that way. I, what I'm getting at is that's a reflection of their performance and that, and that I don't think that should take away from this pro division. So I think the, that taking away and then the choice, the decision being made that, Oh, now no, everybody involved has no chance of being a pro. Yeah. I think there's some other uh, underlying so since that has come out, there's been some Facebook comments and uh, some controversy going on. Apparently, that wasn't exactly what Willie said, the mm -hmm. head of the USS. Uh, apparently, he wasn't actually pulling the status, but it was a miscommunication. I never saw the texts or messages. So I don't know. No, uh, right. 100%, it's all hearsay. That's uh, also something I would say, though. Exa if I was yeah, him. I, I exactly. Just, I so, of course, I didn't I don't, say that. I don't have all the answers. So, But it shouldn't have so happened in the first place. I mean, so I was there. I, had, I saw it. But... Uh, who was actually on our final segment of the day? We go into uh, amateur of the week, and we can open it up with my amateur of the week. It was the guy that jumped in into the heavyweight class. Um, let me pull him up, Max. Real quick. Max. Yeah, I competed against Max at the Max Winter Max Rumble. Lindemann. Yep. Um, at the Winter Rumble. Yeah, he, he jumped in apparently, from what I can see, and he. Uh, he walked away with a staggering two points. <laughs> he jumped in halfway through that he show. In exactly, the though, but at the same time, though, that doesn't make any sense. But Not he at competes all. as a 242, 
and jumped into the pro class heavyweight and lapped a 400 stone for like a 60 pound PR. He didn't quite load it, but the fact that he broke it off ground was pretty impressive. Yeah, it, it is very impressive though. But at the same time, the the same idea of having somebody jump in halfway in the competition and it counts yeah. doesn't make sense why sure. somebody who competed halfway through the beginning of it and had to drop out. Exactly. Yeah, so he didn't start the day. He didn't end the day. Exactly. He didn't start the day, and that guy didn't finish the the day. Yeah. So in in the eyes of the way the rules seem to be going, though, neither of them should have counted from the from the perspective. So kudos yeah. to to Big Tech and the promoters and the athletes that stepped in to save that show, though Absolutely. to save that yeah. pro division. I, Good I, for them. I, and this is another way I'm getting at too. I don't think that pro division would have made that competition though. Big Big Tech is an established gym. That's an established competition. Yeah. Were, a Moeller is now an established promoter, and I don't think they needed the pro division to happen that competition to make it a good like show. There were something like 77 strongman competitors, and we made up seven of them total. Yeah, so, so yeah. Um, I know they. I know they put up some good numbers. I know there was a lot of effort that went out there. There was, yeah, absolutely. Um, There's one person I know. It's uh, Brenda Schubert, and mm, she's been yeah. in the game since I started strongman, and she's had a really, really big heart in the entire sport, though. And she ended up clearly walking away. It's very tight race uh, for the middleweight women, the 165. She yeah. did a really great job, though. She put a lot of time into that, and she's also. I mean, how old is she? I don't want to bring up her age right uh, now. I think she's in her forties. That's a no-no. <laughs> we might have to sure. we might have to cut that, but still very impressive is what I'm getting. We're already at. weight classing them, which Ex- is a no-no. So. Yeah, <laughs> not only not only is uh, she been in the game for such a long time. Yep. Her she's been the longevity of her a lifting. medium amount of time. Medium? Yeah. Oh. We don't want to say. She's oh yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyways, she's no big Z. I mean, she's not Mark Felix. So. Yeah. Right. Oh my god. Anyways, I had a breakfast with Mark Felix. If if you know, you know. Did you shake his hand? I didn't. Why not? Oh, I did when I met him. Did you? It was ridiculous. <laughs> if, if you know the story at Worlds, uh, for anybody out there listening, we had breakfast with Mark Felix. I'm just going to leave it at that. And uh, JF Carone. Wow. It was at an IHOP. We didn't actually have breakfast with him, but we sat near him, and it was... Uh, <laughs> That's good enough. That counts. He had like three entrees. It was intense. Anyways, uh, <laughs> moving on. Uh, okay, oh, yeah. so moving on. Um, amateur of the week. I already said mine. Who do you guys have? Who's your amateur of the week? Oh, uh, Max. Yeah, the he monster who came in and uh, slam dunked that stone. <laughs> he stole your he amateur. Stole of the mine. Week. mine was Quinn. I have it written down right here. <laughs> um, well, um, he actually didn't say his was the amateur okay. of the week, though. So you Hold both on, have to me. come up with your own now. All right, you already threw Quinn out there. Let's, let's, yeah, so your amateur is Quinn Ramosco. Yeah, he's great, great guy, up and coming. Like I, I, I would love to. He would be mine, but I, I know you have a soft spot for the lightweights. Obviously, you, you're just a lightweight stuck in an open, open heavyweight body. Are we, let's redo this segment. No, oh, no, wait, I love this. We're sticking to this. Um, <laughs> All right. So my my amateur of the week is Quinn Ramosco that we talked about earlier. I just think he's blowing up. I think he's uh, winning every competition that he enters, and if he's not winning. Uh, the big shows, he's podium them, and that's he's that's setting consistent. records this year. I, I want to see yeah. a lot more of Quinn. If you're if you're watching Quinn, I want to see a lot more of you. I hope to see you at Worlds. I hope Absolutely. you see hope yeah. you see some big comps, man. He he got he's got the he's got the mental strength down, obviously, from watching him cut, bounce back, and then set a record and win his weight class at my competition, sure. and then Unreal. him walk away with another win at Big Tech's Just I think eight weeks later, really great job. Quinn, go to nationals, compete, win it, and then I want to see you at the Arnold this year. Yeah. Yeah, my my uh, up and coming uh, amateur. I don't even know if you'd call him an amateur, but CJ, 
Oh yeah. CJ, the the Axel Clean and Press world record at three hundred and sixty eight pounds. Don't ask me why I know that. So three hundred and sixty eight pounds. Yeah, that's nuts. But he he's definitely up and coming. Very quiet dude online. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's a middle school principal, yep. like you said. Yeah, middle yeah. school principal coming in. in. I think he's in Tucson, Arizona. But yeah, he's a middle school principal. Middle school's in Tucson. Act, don't act up. <laughs> Put it that way. Don't act up. That yeah, man. right. <laughs> we not, say that, but if you've met CJ, he's the calmest, nicest person in the world. I know. He, he seems way <laughs> too nice. Head, I want I want something not to like about him though, right. so I can beat him. Yeah. So he, if you know the so if you know that's three hundred and sixty eight pounds to the dot, he must be in your weight class. He is. Uh-huh. I've seen your axle. It's pretty good. It's getting close. Is that how, what how is close that? are you? I'm not gonna tell you, but <laughs> I'm coming for that world record, and I'm not going to beat it by a little. I've seen reps at something similar to those numbers. Similar. Um, one thing I would like to point out, because it's not about me. It's about my amateur of the week, though. And he's also going for the log press world record, which is staggeringly higher, and you can have it. I don't want it. <laughs> I'm never going to get it. I don't even want it to sit yeah, on my chest. <laughs> I don't want that log. I can't imagine that weight in my hands. But yeah. he's been consistently hitting over 90%, 95%. What is yeah. – give us the number. Dude, he's repping out 350. I don't think you are. <laughs> right, his, his goal for the uh, the clash record breakers is three seventy. It's 370 insane, guys. Two hundred pounds yeah. on a log. Yeah, it is, he he doesn't walk. He doesn't walk around at two twenty, two thirty either. Like a lot of these big sure. dudes, either. He's a he's a real athlete. He's a competitor. What, what's his background? Did he start strongman? He's he come a from middle pop? school teacher. I don't know, man. It can't, it can't, he's not <laughs> so, hard. Don't so get me wrong. He's I not a him, he's not a biker gang or anything. <laughs> I met him at the Odhagen All American Strength Challenge in twenty twenty at the LA Fit Expo. We competed against each other and he wiped the floor with me in 231 class yeah okay he took third at that event and uh, i was seventh well cj you got some high praise coming from this group of guys here i'm coming for you Uh, i know we had a special guest looks like we're running out of time um who was it again yeah. Sorry we oh, couldn't get you on the show. Yeah. Martin Lee. Oh, that's yeah. right. Next time. Sorry about that. Deal. Yeah. Sorry uh, about that. I Next guess time. he's just kind of waiting on the other side of the door. Don't worry, we'll cover your flight home. It's gonna be all right. Yeah. We'll get you out here. Thank you for traveling all the way to California. I know I know you want an excuse to get out of that state anyways to come yeah. to Texas. I know this is a big deal we'll for take you. you to sorry. Or something. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, Martins. All right, guys. Thanks for watching. Strength Center. We'll see you next week. <laughs>